0: Open them up to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, and I want to read through verses 1 through 9. And it says this, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed or pressed into the mold of this world system, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself or herself, More highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. Take note of that. So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching. He who exhorts in exhortation. He who gives with liberality. He who leads with diligence. He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor evil, or stay away from evil, and cling to what is good. Hallelujah, now many people just recently have been coming to me, I mean a lot, and so I am I'm, I'm, I know the Holy, Holy Ghost is stirring a lot of people up and I'm excited to preach this message today. They've been coming to me saying, where do I fit in? What am I called to do for the Lord on this earth? What am I called to do here at this local church or at my local church, wherever you're watching or listening? What career am I supposed to pursue? What are my gifts? What are my talents? And how can I use everything that I have for the Lord? Now, how many of you have been wondering that? I know a lot of you, because a lot of you have come to me, even just recently, and been kind of talking to me about that, that the Lord's been stirring you up, that you want to be used more in a a greater way, and you want to locate where your giftings are and all that stuff. So, I believe that this message is going to open your eyes and minister to you. And give you an insight on how to locate where you fit in in God's plan and in His will. Alright, you want to hear this? Alright. Today, I want to preach a message entitled, Your Service, God's Ability. Or you could also entitle it, Your Availability, God's Ability. Alright. See, the Holy Ghost, through the Apostle Paul, in Romans 12, 3, he tells us Christians not to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to think. He says, but to think soberly. So what is the Lord telling us here? what What in the world is he telling us here? Is he saying that we are to be walking around, saying that we're lousy, that we're good for nothing? Is that what it means? Don't think too highly of yourself, think soberly. You know, I I actually heard Christians tell me that, that we're supposed to be walking around just, you know, calling ourselves dirt and all this stuff because we're supposed not to think too highly of ourselves. That's a lie from the pits of hell, all right? That's nothing more than the enemy trying to twist the scripture in your mind and trying to keep you from being who you are in Christ, okay? So uh, what is he saying then? We want to keep this in its true context. The meaning of that verse is not to think more highly of yourself than you ought. Is in the context of the gifts and callings on your life. Alright. Let me say it again. That passage is in the context of the gifts and callings that are upon your life. In other words, let me break it down for you. God is telling us not to do or not to pursue something that we are not called to do. Oh, come on now. Oh, you want to know where a lot of damage has come in the body of Christ? It's from people getting out of their call and trying to flow in something where they're not called to be. Because... When, you do, when you're trying to flow in something that you are not called to do, you will do more damage than good, and you're thinking of yourself more highly, you're thinking more highly of yourself than you ought to think. You're stepping outside of the boundaries of your calling and your giftings. Uh, now listen, I know it could be good intentions that you want to do some things, but listen, good intentions could have damaging consequences. Mm hmm. Right. That's true. Listen, you want some examples? Fine. If God hasn't called you to be a missionary, don't rush off to China. Right. You're going to be in trouble. Right. If God hasn't called you, to, uh, if He hasn't called you to be a prophet, don't try to be a prophet. Right. If God hasn't called you to pastor, don't plan a church. Come on, somebody, right? That Now listen, that is why you see so many churches having problems. I'm talking about when someone steps outside of their calling and they're trying to, to do something that, th- that God has not called them to do, and frankly, that God hasn't equipped them to do. And that's why, let me just use an example here that's real common on this earth, is uh. Where in churches, local churches, where the board is over the pastor. I'm talking above the pastor in authority. How many of you know what I'm talking about? All right. Uh, You have several people on a board telling the pastor how to fulfill his calling. Okay. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of us grew up in churches like that. Are you hearing me? Well, the fact is, God didn't call those individuals to be the pastor. But to be a support to the pastor, right? right? All right? And you will find that the healthiest churches around are the ones where everyone is doing what they're called to do, and they're not overstepping their boundaries. Right. Those are the healthy churches. Amen? And I'm glad to say that RCC is one of those. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. 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 Hallelujah. I mean, any time we stray from God's way of doing things, we are going to have problems. And that's just a fact. I know one pastor who said that um, he was not a people person. Okay? Now listen to me. One pastor said that he was not a people person. Now, the sad thing is about this. Are you ready for this? He told the board this in the interview. He told the board, I'm not a people person. Well, what do they do? We're going to vote that guy in. Well, guess what happened? It caused a lot of pain and heartache in that congregation. Sure. Hello, somebody. Amen. So, uh, you know, this pastor, he kept banging his head against a brick wall while pastoring. And, and I'm telling you, just a lot of damage was done in that church. But, you know, hey, if God hasn't called you to be a praise leader, don't attempt to be, right? right. Uh, if God, I'm telling you, you, I mean, you just fill in the blank. Any, any position or whatever, you fill in the blank. And so this is, I'm talking about, we need to find out where we belong and we need to flow in it. And that's where you're going to blossom. That's where you're going to bloom. Amen? Yeah. Now, there are times where <clears throat> in certain areas of the church, for a time, a person might step in to help because we need, just need help in that area. I'm not talking about that. That's good. Amen? And sometimes we just need to step in and take up the slack for a time. But I'm talking about your gifting. All right? We need to locate that. We need to locate that. Find out what your calling is in the body of Christ and flow with it. Don't fight it. Listen, if you don't know what your calling is yet, put your hand to things that every Christian is supposed to do. Hello, I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost just showed this to me. I mean, it was just like a light bulb went in because I was like, Lord, how, I mean, how does someone find this, you know? And he said, just tell them to put their hand to stuff that every Christian is supposed to do and the Holy Spirit will lead them and reveal to them what their calling is as they move forward because, hello, you can only turn a moving ship. You can only turn a moving ship. If a ship isn't moving, you can crank that wheel or whatever it's called. All you want, that thing isn't turning. It's just staying in one place. Alright? So we got to keep moving. You can't just because you don't know what your calling and your your main calling is right now, that's not an excuse to sit on the sidelines. Because Everybody in the body of Christ should be busy doing something. Amen? So put your hand to stuff that you know you are supposed to do. All right? Um, Now, the apostles were very careful. If you'll read in Acts, the apostles were very careful not to overstep their calling and the will of God for their lives. Uh, and, And that is part of the reason that revival broke out wherever they went. Hello, somebody. They were very careful. In in fact, they were so careful. Let me show you something in Acts 13. Go there with me. Acts chapter 13. I believe this is going to help someone today. Acts 13 verses 2 through 4 I want to look at. I'm telling you, there's a key to this. This is why the power of God flowed unhindered back in the early church. All right? Listen. It says this, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. So being sent out, oh, underline that, being sent out by the Holy Spirit. It doesn't say that they were sent out that they chose to do whatever they wanted to do there. It said the Holy Spirit sent them out. They were so careful. They didn't want to overstep their calling and where they were supposed to go. They said, guys, we need a time of prayer. We need a time of fasting. We need our spiritual antennas to be up because we know if we try to go somewhere where we're not called to go, it's going to fall apart. In fact, the, uh, the Apostle Paul, there's an actual passage where he said he tried to go to a certain place and the Holy Spirit forbade him. Right. See? But I, I got to give it to Paul though. He was a moving ship. Oh yes, he was a moving ship. And sometimes, you know, you 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 move forward with something. You try to put your hand to something. We start a program at the church. You try to move forward at it. Then the Holy Ghost might say, "Cut the sucker off." Right? That's all right as long as you obey the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, I see too many things that that try uh, programs in churches or whatever. It's a great program. You know, you don't think there would be anything wrong with it. And and they're moving forward. People have told me, you know, I I know we're supposed to cut this off. But, you know, this is, we really want to do this. Well, it never bears fruit because God's telling them cut the sucker off. Are you hearing me? But to keep the members happy. Hello, somebody. We got to follow the Holy Ghost. Amen. So they ministered to the Lord and fasted and then the holy spirit gave them direction they were having a time of prayer and fasting prayer and fasting they're power twins say power twins ministering to the lord they were praising and worshiping the lord how often have you just gone into your room and you just started lifting your hands or wherever you're at you just lifted your hands and you just started praising and worshiping the lord if you've done that you've ministered to the lord Amen? So that's one way, obviously, to sharpen or lift up your spiritual antenna. Um, I'm telling you, if you are truly going to locate the will of God for your life and ministry, you are going to have to spend time in His presence. You have got to spend time in His presence by praising Him, worshiping Him, spending time in the Word of God, spending time in prayer. You have got to. Or else you're, you're always going to be searching. You're going to be in a state of confusion. I'm telling you, it's just the truth. Amen? But the Holy Spirit does give supernatural direction during times of prayer and fasting. Why? I believe that because you're demonstrating your commitment to Him. You're, you're, you're saying, God, you are a priority. In fact, God, you're a bigger priority than that Big Mac. You're a bigger priority than that big and nasty. Is that what it's called? Oh, the big and tasty. Okay. (laughs) All right. God, you're just the top of my list right now. And this is so important to me. I'm just setting this time aside totally for you. And I know some people, I mean, God is calling. I'm even feeling uh, God is calling me into a time of prayer and fasting. And I know a lot of, of you guys are too. Why? Because God's trying to raise up his army. He's trying to build his army. Amen? Amen. And a lot of the army is is weak. We're running around with chickens with our heads cut off. Amen? And he's trying to to group us together so we can move forward as one. And we fulfill our call in the body of Christ. See, when you're praying and fasting, you're saying, God... This, this is not a religious game to me, but it's about relationship. It's Say relationship. relationship. It's all about relationship. All right? Let me give you some more tips here how to locate yourself. See, God has placed you and I on this earth to solve a specific problem. Did you know that? He placed you on this earth to solve a specific problem. And you can only solve that problem With obedience to him. Let me ask you this. What are your desires? What motivates you? What brings you pain? What brings you pain? Let me give you an example. My heart grieves even more so. I know everyone's does when they see this. But mine does even more so. I have... Just more of a, a softness, I guess, toward those who are sick and diseased. Are you following me? All right. So God, because, I, I mean, I, God has given me a healing ministry. You see what I'm saying? My, what, what causes me pain is to see someone in a wheelchair, to see someone crippled, to see someone with cancer, to see someone bound to sickness and disease. I hate it. It brings me pain. God's given me a burden to minister to those individuals. Are you following me? What brings you pain? I have a burden and a desire to see people grow spiritually and be used by God in a great way. I have a burden for that. It it pains me when I don't see that. The Lord's called me to pastor. Are you seeing it? Now try to locate yourself. Some, Some have a greater burden than others to minister to children. They're called to the children's ministry. you following me? See, you let me this is gonna set some people free right now. You ready for this? You are not called to be everything to everybody. Huh? Yeah? You are not called to be everything to everybody. You are not called to do everything. I'll give you some examples, even the Apostle Paul was not called to minister to everyone. He said he was called to the Gentiles. Yep. Peter was called to the Jews. Are you seeing this? They found out where their niche was, where God was calling them to, and they said, i'm going to stick to this right. Some people are just are, are more um, can minister better to people who have addictions uh I, are you, there's, they just have an anointing for it because they're called to do it. Oh, this is good stuff, people. See, I'm not called to children's ministry. Although, I mean, I minister to children. I'm a pastor. I, I can, you know, reach out to children. But, but I am not called to a children's ministry. If I were to leave RCC as pastor and I went and took a position as a children's minister, I'd fall flat on my face. Right. Are you hearing me? I mean, seriously, that even goes with youth group. Um, I mean, you know, we filled in for a time and stuff, but I just knew it, it just didn't, doesn't flow like it does when I minister to adults. You see what I'm saying? You can, you can locate yourself that way. What are your desires? What are your motivations? What brings you pain? But so you're not called to minister to everyone you're not called to do everything but you are called to minister to someone who is it who is it some people have an anointing to minister to a certain nationality of people and they have a drive they have an anointing, they have a gifting I mean they live, eat, breathe just that hunger and a desire to minister to that group that's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Spirit working through them. Some people are gifted to, to work in the sound booth in the media department. Some people are anointed to, minis- uh, to, to deal with financial issues, finances. Some are anointed to sing on the praise team. I found out a long time ago I'm not. <laughs> You're with me. All right? All right? I am learning how to play the drums, though, okay? So look out. But, but, you know, and some are anointed to be greeters. Oh, what do you mean, Pastor James? Someone can actually be gifted to be a greeter? Yes, That's exactly what I'm saying. Exactly. See, God says those parts of the body that we don't put much stock in, he lifts them up and honors them. Are you hearing me, somebody? There is not one person in the body of Christ that should feel like that they don't mean nothing to God. Because you mean a lot to Him. And without you, the body of Christ is crippled. Are you hearing me? I said the body of Christ is crippled when you're not doing your part. And God is waiting on you. He's waiting on you. Amen. Amen. You are not just wasted space on this earth. You have a purpose. You help to complete the body of Christ. Go to 1 Corinthians 12. Let me show you something here. 1 Corinthians 12. There, there's too much of, in, the, in Christians that I see a lack of purpose. Of knowing their purpose is what I mean. You know what I'm saying? You need to know that you are important. Alright, now, first Corinthians twelve, fourteen through eighteen. For in fact the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, Because I am a hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? Or if the ear or if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, am I not of the body? Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were the hearing, where would the smelling? But now God has set, underline it, you got to underline that, but now God has set, say that with me, God has set the members, each one of them in the body just as he pleased. Oh, I like that. That is rich. You know, that should take a whole bunch of pressure off you from trying to figure things out yourself. Because before you were even born, God said, I have a place for you in the body. Uh, oh, He knows. He knows. Just get in his presence. Put your hand to something. Keep moving. Keep the ship moving. Right? Don't ride on a horse in the desert with a horse with no brains, all right? <laughs> Don't ride in the desert with a horse with no brains. All right, keep the ship moving. Keep it moving. Romans 12.3 says, uh, goes on to say that God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. A measure of faith for what? A measure of faith to stand in the office and giftings that he has placed in you. In other words, God has equipped you to fulfill your calling and mission in the body of Christ on this earth. Now, if you, if you looked at Romans 12, 4 and 5, it tells us that we don't, do not have the same calling. God has directed you to this local church or whatever Bible-believing church that you're going to is watching me. Not just to take up space and warm a seat on Sunday. Are you hearing me? In fact, you know what this is? When we get together on Wednesdays, Sundays, when we get together, all this is is halftime in the locker room. So many Christians think that this is the game. This is it. Oh, I'm saved. I just get to sit in church two days a week or one or whatever. And that's it. no, 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 no. This is the assembling of ourselves together. This is the assembly of the saints. It's like halftime. Come on. All right. You're out there. You're getting your butts kicked. Now let's get a new game plan here, huh? Are you hearing me? <laughs> right? Uh, your head is, uh, is screwed on wrong. Here, pastor comes along and screws it on right. Yeah, maybe gives you a little kick in the tail, huh? You know? So, you know, the church is just halftime. Come on, group. Let's get together. We need to talk about this now. So what can we do better to reach the world for Christ? This is all, that's all this is. Right. That's it. Now, we need, listen to me, we need to celebrate the diversities of talents and giftings in each other and not cut them down. Uh, did you know, I mentioned this before, maybe there's someone new watching or here. Did you know that when you come against another Christian... You are coming against Jesus himself because you are part of the body of Christ. You're a member of the team, and Jesus takes that personally. That's why gossip, come on, division and all that stuff is not good, all right? But just because you don't understand the gift and calling of another Christian doesn't give you a right to judge them. Are you hearing me? And and one example that the Lord really laid upon my heart to share is the deliverance ministry, all right? How many of you know the deliverance ministry takes a lot of flack? Sometimes rightfully so because so many people have gotten the ditch with it and they got into kooky stuff. Say kooky. Yeah, kooky, all right? That's today's theological word, all right? But some people, God has called into a full-time deliverance ministry and they take heat for that. They take heat for that when they're doing the work of the gospel. Hello. Now, I, I use the word that we're not supposed to judge them. Now, I know someone, if I left it at that, someone would just run off with that, all right? What I'm talking obviously, we need to judge that individual's doctrine, yeah. whether it's scriptural, right. whether, what I mean is, whether it's Bible-based. Hello, somebody. So don't, don't, don't pull this stun on me. Oh, we're not supposed to judge them. Bologna, we're supposed to judge if they're in line with the word of God. Right. Amen? Amen? All right. So don't, don't go off in that ditch on me. So we, we need to celebrate the, the, even though you might not understand deliverance. And trust me, a lot of Christians don't understand it. Right. But they sit there and yap. And, and they think that you're some kind of freak because you're casting devils out of people who are bound by devils. We're doing the work of the gospel. Hello, somebody. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And, and frankly, uh, there, it's, uh, there's so much work to be done in that area. The body of Christ needs to rise up and get a clue. Amen? Amen? Just read your Bible. But God hates strife and division within the body of Christ because it cuts off the flow of his anointing, the flow of his power in a local church, or wherever the case may be. Right. Amen? And, I mean, hey, look. That's why Jesus, when he at times went in to minister to someone or, or to raise someone from the dead, he kicked some people out of there. <laughs> now, I said this before, let me say it again. Wouldn't that be an indictment if, you know what, at the altar call here, people are up for healing and I'm getting ready to pray for them. All of a sudden, Jesus walks in. And Jesus, Jesus comes in and he says, you got to tell that person to leave. you got to tell that person to leave. They're hindering my flow. you got to tell that person to leave. Can, can you imagine? But Jesus did that. Jesus did that. Now that's pretty bold, isn't it? But, but I'm just showing you that's how important it is to be in unity. And that's how deadly... How cancerous division is. Division means what? Die, the word it's die, two, die, two. All right, so instead of one pipe, division, you cut it in half. Now you got two. You separated the flow. It, it can't go through anymore. You just separated it. Right. Amen? And that's not good. Um, so division cuts the flow of God's power anointing here's another account there was an account in the gospels where the disciples were casting out demons and they, they saw someone else who was casting out demons alright and they told Jesus when the disciples came back they said Jesus there was another, another man who was casting out devils and we forbade him alright Jesus said what'd you do that for? <laughs> that's modern language he said, basically, don't forbid him. He said, he who is not against me is for me. See, this is what we got to get to here. I'm talking about celebrating the diversities of ministries here. Uh, we got to come to the place that, and realize that God is concerned about advancing his kingdom, not about advancing your ego or country club. Are you hearing me? He's, he's not about advancing your clique in the church. Hello, somebody. Think about that. Jesus rebuked the disciples. The disciples died. Well, obviously, I mean, this person must have been a believer. I mean, Jesus didn't have a problem with only, only someone who believed in Christ could do this, right? Because the sons of Sceva tried doing it, and they, uh, the demon-possessed person jumped on them, tore their clothes off, ripped them to shreds, and they ran away, all right? So, uh, but anyways, I, I found that interesting. And, uh, you know, hey, if someone's out of order, that's a different story, right? How many of you know there, things have to be done decently in order, all right? Oh, we can handle a little wildfire here and there, right? We'll take care of it. All right, but, but obviously this individual was not out of order. Jesus didn't think so. He said, let him go. Let him cast those devils out. Set the people free. Amen. Alright, Romans twelve six. Go to Romans twelve six. Are you tired? No, sir. Are you hungry? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for what? <laughs> carnal, carnal, carnal. All right. You're having visions of Papa John's. Oh my, yes. All right. Here we go. It says, having then gifts. Differing according to the grace that is given to us. Underline this. Let us use them. Oh my. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. It says our gifts differ according to the grace. Now that is not saying that God has favoritism. You understand that? God does not have favoritism. All right? That word grace literally means inward desires and enablement, ability. If God is calling you to do something, I can assure you with all confidence that he has equipped you for the mission. He's given you the ability. And that's why the Holy Spirit, through the Apostle Paul, told Timothy that God has not given him the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Timothy was a young pastor. He was running up against some opposition. Obviously, he was a little timid. He was dealing with fear issues as as a pastor position. I wonder how that would happen. I have no idea. But the Apostle Paul said, hey, look. Basically, in a nutshell, he's saying, hey, God is not giving you this fear. You need to go out and you need to operate in the gifts and callings because I have given them to you. Are you hearing me? Don't worry about it. Step out in faith. Operate in it. Amen? All right. Stay with me here. I'm almost done. You know, how God, God, will, God equips us for everything we're called to do. Think about this. This illustration came to me. The United States military is not even that foolish to put a soldier on the battlefield without training without the proper equipment for the mission. So why do we accuse God of doing that to us in the spiritual? You have more faith and trust in the military than you do God Almighty? Hello, somebody. Think about this. Amen? If God is calling you to do something where God guides, he provides. Where God guides, he provides. Hallelujah. So... You know, you might not verbally be saying that to God, accusing God of that, but just in your actions, that's what you're saying from your heart. So, now David made himself available to be used by God to defeat Goliath. Did he not? God took what David had in the natural, a slingshot and some stones, and God made supernatural results take place. Come on, somebody. It is your service, your availability, but it's God's ability working through you. God just says, present yourselves as a living sacrifice. Just present. Be available. And I'll do the rest. And my question is this. What do you have in your hand? What are your giftings? God will use them for his glory. You are an asset to God. Say that. Say, I am an asset to God. I am a treasure to God. You are a walking gold mine, spiritually speaking. Because you have potential to bring people to Christ. You have potential to loose people from the grips of hell. You have potential to set them free from everything Satan is throwing on the individuals on this world. You have the key. And that key is the name of Jesus. Amen? God told Joshua and his people to march around the city of Jericho. They were available to be used by God. And what happened? God caused the walls of Jericho to come down. See, you do the presenting and let God do the rest. God takes the ordinary... And he makes it extraordinary. He takes the natural. He makes it supernatural. How about Stephen? In Acts chapter 6. I'm not, I'm not going to read it. Due to time here. But Stephen was chosen to wait on widows. And tables it says. There was nothing glamorous about Stephen's ministry. What he was called. You know serving tables and widows. In fact listen. Most people would probably shy away from that volunteer opportunity. Are you hearing me, somebody? But God rewarded him for his obedience. And what did he do? He he was a man of great faith, it says, and he did miracles. God allowed miracles to be done in his life. People. He was serving food and helping widows. It doesn't say he was a mighty apostle or he was a mighty prophet. Are you hearing me, somebody? But God equipped him in a powerful way. He was a man full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, the Bible says. My point is this. You do not have to be an apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher, or a pastor to flow in the power of God. You have the same opportunity as Stephen did to flow in the anointing and power of God. And do miracles. Stephen is God's will for every Christian on the face of this earth. You think about that. I mean, people would back away from that volunteer opportunity, wouldn't they? What, serving food and, and widows? Um, I got to wash my hair tonight. <laughs> think about it. <laughs> think about it. Uh, I'm kind of busy. <sighs> See a lot of things that we count high esteem God doesn't. Amen. That's why we need the mind of God on all everything we do. Amen. All right. I think that's where it ends. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. There's more, but I'm, I'm just not feeling like I need to go forward anymore. Let's stand up in this place. <laughs> Don't you love the Holy Ghost? Oh, my. <laughs> See, there's a case right there to put the brakes on, all right? Uh, now, maybe there's someone. Maybe there's someone in this place you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. You need to today. Maybe there's someone watching online right now. You've never made Jesus Lord of your life. Today is the day of salvation. If you've never made him the Lord of your life, if you're in this place today, I want you to meet me down by this drum set. And I want to have the privilege of praying with you to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. It's not about religion about a relationship with Jesus Christ. Come on, let's break it up. It's about saving, getting saved from the pits of hell in the lake of fire for eternity. Maybe you said the sinner's prayer time back, but you've fallen away and you need to rededicate your life today because, well, how do I know if I need to do that, Pastor James? Well, I always tell people, look, if if you were to drop dead right now, Do you have confidence you would go to heaven? Do you have confidence? If not, that's too big of a risk. You need to come up and we need to talk about this and pray. We need to pray a prayer of rededication to the Lord. Amen. Maybe there's someone in here, you never received the Holy Spirit baptism. You want more of God. You want more of God. I want you to meet me by the drum set. Maybe you have the Holy Spirit baptism, but you just need a refill. You want a fresh touch from the Lord. If that's you, I want you to come up here. Maybe you need a physical healing, an emotional healing. Meet me up here also. Those of you watching online, put your prayer request in quickly, and I'll pray with you at the end. Turn this song up. Any of those things, I want you to meet me in this corner right now. The rest of you, just worship the Lord, or I'll open up the altar. Come on down and praise the Lord. Worship Him down here. right now. I command every cancer cell to die and dissolve in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus, he said, every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted shall be rooted up. You did not plant this cancer in birth. Therefore, in the authority of the word of God and in the name of Jesus, I command this cancer to be rooted up right now in Jesus' mighty name. Go! Jesus mighty name. Loose him. Loose him. I command every demonic spirit that has attacked this body to leave in Jesus' name. We lose life. We lose the spirit of life in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh Shama 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 I command Bruce's lungs to be strengthened and healed His blood to be cleansed You said, Father, in your word That we shall lay hands on the sick And they shall recover We believe that We believe it Hands are being laid by faith upon Bruce now and we command his body to be healed and to recover 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 yeah recover the way god made it come on somebody recover the way god intended this body to function whole and healthy, whole and healthy yes in jesus mighty name glory to god just continue to pray over him i'm going to pray for him and i am
1: hopeful waiting on you, Lord, though it is painful, but patiently I will wait. I will move ahead, bold and confident, taking effort.
0: right now. Any growth, anything in Stacy's body that is not from the Lord, and we know the Lord's will is wholeness and health, right? I command every growth to die and dissolve. There will be no, no more cancer. No more. In the name of Jesus, I command every cancer cell to die and dissolve and new and healthy cells to be formed. And wholeness, we speak life to Stacy. Lord, give her strength in this battle. In this battle, she's coming out victorious in Jesus' mighty name. It's a fight of faith. Amen? Comfort her and strengthen her and her family. And Lord, we pray for Bob and Kathy. For both of them, Lord. That their hearts would be healed and mended. Lord, you know all the, the, the things that they have gone through. So Lord, right now, just let your Holy Spirit... Let your presence flow upon them right now. That every yoke, every bondage and stronghold is removed because of the anointing. We send that anointing to Austin, Texas right now via the internet. Compliments of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, Someone wants us to pray for people to have boldness to share Christ. Lord, I pray for the body of Christ as a whole. And I pray a fresh boldness and confidence would come upon all of us and the whole army of God around the world. That boldness would be loose to release the word of the living God and to lead people to Jesus Christ and not care, not fear what people might think or what they might say. Because Father, your son is more precious than any persecution. Hallelujah. And uh, this person wants us to pray for revelation knowledge for all believers. Lord, I just pray that you would reveal to every believer where they are called, what they are called to do. Lord God, uh, things that they are into that they ought not to be, that's hindering them. Lord, reveal these things to them. And that they would be used mightily. That the army of God would rise up and there would be a great end time revival. Bringing multitudes to Christ. That the healing anointing of the Lord Jesus Christ will flow without hindrance and hospitals would be emptied out. In Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I pray for my cousin Gabby. Lord, she needs a miracle and you are the miracle worker. We loose your anointing through Gabby's body right now. Lord, right now we just loose your anointing through her body. Every cancer cell die and dissolve in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that all discouragement, all fear that Satan is using to try to uh, use it as a trap, trying to get her to give up. Lord, I pray you deliver her from that fear. And that boldness would come upon her. Send people in her path who will encourage her in Jesus' mighty name. And Lord, I pray for my sister April. Lord, that that lump that was sent out for testing, Lord, we are believing for a good report we speak healing to April's body right now in the name of Jesus anything that is not of the Lord I command it to die and dissolve and to leave right now and every organ be healed and function properly no more problems in your body in Jesus mighty name we pray for Riz right now who has been going through a lot of stress. Lord, I pray the peace that passes all understanding would be loose through her. Lord, Riz loves you. We know Riz because her and her husband Dale are from Australia and they're always on our chat room. They're great people. Lord, we just loose that peace that passes all understanding through Riz right now. Let her just sense your peace and presence in her life. As she goes to to school, to college, Lord, the stress that's associated with that. Lord, I pray there would be a bubble of your presence, a bubble of your peace around Riz and around Dale right now. Just let your anointing, Lord, just fill their home right now in Jesus' mighty name. Wow. We have a praise report from someone we prayed for in the past. Remember that lady we prayed for who had anorexia? Okay, yeah, her name is uh, Naomi, and she said there is a huge improvement in her life since prayer. So thank you, Lord. Not only huge improvement, but we say complete deliverance, complete wholeness, according to the will of God. He wants you whole. Lord, thank you for what has happened so far, but let the rain come on her now with your anointing, in Jesus' name. Every demonic spirit, you loose her, in Jesus' name. Uh, someone wants to be anonymous, and if there's a family who wants to adopt some kids internationally. So Lord, I pray for favor for this family, that you'll give them uh, wisdom and guidance, Lord, that you will open the doors and that the love of Christ would flow through this family toward those children or or child. In the name of Jesus, Lord, open the door, provide the finances, provide everything. In Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah. Uh, Pray for Erica, for freedom from financial bondage. Uh, Yeah, financial bondage seems to be the big thing here. So in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray... That you would provide everything that Erica needs. Lord, I pray that you would give her a revelation how you are the provider. In the name of Jesus. And that Lord God miracle provision would come. That you would just demonstrate your love to her in that provision. In the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord we pray for Terry Miller. Terry, I command your body to be healed. I command it to be strengthened. And for you to be up and doing the Lord's work in the name of Jesus Christ. Let that anointing flow right now, Lord. And two more. Uh, ah. Someone uh, Someone wants me to pray for me, for wisdom in the leadership and in vision and all that good stuff. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would give RCC, give me wisdom and guidance, Lord, a vision for this ministry. Lord, just all, all the members, Lord, open our spiritual eyes and ears. Lead us and guide us into victory. And use us, Lord, to spark revival in this area. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Ha, ha. Oh, my, okay. Praise God. Someone wants to pray. <laughs> pray. Pray. It says, pray for Pastor James to bring revival to New Zealand. Well, hey, who knows? You know? Is it maybe it's a, a rain award? Yeah, Well, in the name of Jesus, Lord, if you want me to go to New Zealand, Lord God, to help bring revival, Lord, I pray you would provide the provision, that you would provide the connections, even online, Lord, through the internet, in the name of Jesus, we speak revival to New Zealand. In the mighty name of Jesus, New Zealand, be set on fire with the fire of the Holy Ghost. Lord, send those laborers there now. From the north, south, east, and the west. Lord, let New Zealand be rocked with the gospel. Let let it be rocked from the top down. From the government structure all the way down. Let it be touched. Let cities be shut down. Because the power of God is so strong. and And churches are filled. In Jesus' mighty name. New Zealand, it's coming. In Jesus' name. Give the Lord a hand. Hallelujah. I believe that. I believe New Zealand's going to be set on ablaze. All right, everyone who watched online, thank you so much. Tune in next week. Same place, same website, same station, and remember, it's your availability and God's ability. Be blessed.